Well, I got a couple of things I want to talk to you about or tell you about tonight as we're getting started. I'm going to step in the light. Stepping in the light. Stepping in the light. So, um, one thing I want to tell you is that Sunday night, this coming Sunday night, we're going to have a baptismal service. I know we don't usually have them on Sunday night, but uh, they just seem to work out. I've, I've had a one person ask me, said they'd like to get baptized, and it just it just all has seemed to work out. So we're going to we're gonna ba- have a baptism service Sunday night. We'll sing a couple songs and worship the Lord for a little bit. Then we'll baptize at, uh, at least one. And if anybody else would like to be baptized, well, we'll put it on Facebook. And if anybody else would like to be baptized, we just ask that you wear a dark-colored shirt and um, T-shirt or whatever you want to wear, but just make it a dark color. And, uh, of course, be here by 6 o'clock, and then we'll, we'll do the baptism. So that will be this Sunday night. The second thing I wanted to show you was we – when we went to district council, we've got an award that, that um, I've never been in a church that got, uh, pastoring or attending, but we got one, and it's, uh, it's real pretty. It says, uh, congratulations to Oak Grove Harvest for your faithful commitment in giving $116,000.74 in world missions giving. So we gave 116000 last year. I didn't count exactly, but out of 300 churches in the South Texas district, there was about 20 churches listed that had given over $100,000, and I'll just tell you that we weren't on the bottom. <laughs> we were about four up, and uh, I was really proud of that, And um, but anyway, this is the first time I've ever been at a church that's got this an award like this, and so I just want to congratulate you on your faithful giving, because I, I promise you, I didn't give all that. I know you don't believe me, but I didn't. <laughs> that came from y'all, along with everything that we're spending out there in the back. That came from y'all. And everything we do around here, it comes through tithes and offerings, and you're giving. And so we praise God that you've been blessed, and we praise God that you have continued faithful to the Lord, and you're giving, and we're able to do these kind of things because of you. So thank you so much for your faithfulness in giving. Um, we've, been, we've been talking well, I missed the last two Wednesday nights, but before that, we were talking about First Thessalonians, um, the, the end of that chapter, I think it's chapter 5, let me look exactly, yeah, chapter 5, we were talking about three verses in First Thessalonians chapter 5, and uh, the three verses are uh, 16, 17, and 18, and 16 says, rejoice evermore. And we talked the first week about the importance it is of rejoicing in every situation. Rejoicing when it's it's going right. Rejoicing when it's going bad. Rejoicing whenever you've got money in your basket and in your store. Rejoicing when the bills are due. Finding a way to rejoice because God loves you. God loves me. He is for me. He's not against me. And if I can ever get it in my mind that there is nothing, absolutely nothing, absolutely positively nothing that ever comes to me that hasn't passed through my Father's hands first and He has tempered it and timed it so that I will be successful in following Him. And, and I just, if, if, we can, if we can remember that, if we can, if we can get that, 
that as long as we are in his will and we are doing his work and we are, we are in his purpose and we are walking as best we can. And, and even now and then, whenever I go down a rabbit trail that maybe I discover after a little ways down it that I said, oh, I, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> this, is, this is wrong. And I start backing out. God's still with me. He hadn't left me. He hadn't forsaken me. He's for me, not against me. And if I know those things, then I can rejoice in the Lord. God told Nehemiah, or through Nehemiah, he said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Remember that verse, Nehemiah 8.10. The joy of the Lord is your strength. But in the first part of that verse, it says, eat the fat and drink the sweet. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. What is he saying in that? Eat the fat and drink the sweet. He's saying, enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy your life. There's no sense in being so down and upset and grumbling all the time because something didn't turn out the way you wanted it to turn out. Because some situation's harder than you thought it was going to be. Because maybe you're having to go through a really difficult time in your life. I, I, I just praise God that I get to go through it with the Lord. Because a lot of people are going through them tonight and I ain't got nothing but a bottle. <laughs> or they ain't got nothing but 1-800-Zodiac. Hallelujah. But I have the Lord and if God be for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. There's not a tribulation. There's not a persecution. There's not a trouble. There's not a despair that God can't bring me through. And I'm telling you, if we just learn to rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, I mean, I know we have emotions, and I know there's going to be times whenever, whenever we cry and weep, and, and there's going to be moments of mourning, and there's going to be times of frustration. As, as Kathy always tells me, God gave me these emotions, and he expects me to use them. And he expects you to use your emotions too. I'm not saying you should, you should be, you know. The Bible says that if you sing songs to one of a heavy heart, it's like pouring vinegar in a, in a like making gunpowder. That's what it says. Like pouring something on gunpowder. And so um, I, I know we have emotions, and I know we have, we have feelings, and I know we're going to go through times where we get frustrated and we get angry and and, and I know that stuff, but, but we, I'm not going to stay there. I'm, I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to find a place to rejoice because, number one, in order to follow the Lord and to receive from God, you have to learn to rejoice evermore. The second one is to pray without ceasing. And that's what we were talking about, and we're going to talk about it a little bit tonight. I doubt if we get through with all this, but... In 1 Thessalonians, on your sheet, it says, pray without ceasing. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but the religion of Christ was intended, listen to this quote, the religion of Christ was intended to remove misery. You can be in the worst possible place in the world. You can be in Burkina Faso, Faso which is a country right on the edge of the Sahara Desert that is one of the poorest countries in the world. You can be in Burkina Faso, Faso 
And you can find a place there because if you got Jesus, then you know it's going to get better. <laughs> if you got Jesus, no matter where you're at, you don't have to be in a miserable situation proclaiming the misery. What is it? Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. <laughs> we don't sing that song. We may sing it for a minute, but we're not going to stay there. Why? Because I got Jesus. I've got Jesus. We went last night. <coughs> We had a next door neighbor uh, for many years that we got pretty close to, and and uh, he they moved off, and and, and he's uh, he has Parkinson's, and he's in the last stages of his life, and so they moved back to Beaumont, so we went down there to visit with them, and it's not it's not good. I mean, he has he can't eat, he can't drink, he's he's it's the Parkinson's is just about taking his body over. But you know, when we got there last night, when I walked in that room. The Holy Spirit started putting songs in my heart. And as we begin to sing, what a friend we have in Jesus. It's power. And I don't know what all we sang, but as we begin to sing those songs, you could, you, could, you, could just, you could just feel the presence of the Lord and just know that God was with us. And even in that particular moment, Christianity broke the misery of the moment because the religion of Christ is intended to remove misery we are dependent on God for every good. Without Him, you can do nothing. Feel that dependence at all times, and you will always be in a spirit of prayer. And those who feel that spirit will be found in the exercise of prayer. That's a quote from a Bible commentary written by Adam Clark. This is a, this is a quote from a man named Ian e. Bounds who wrote a book on prayer. It says, It was said of the late Charles Spurgeon that he glided from laughter to prayer with the naturalness of one who lived in both elements. He was ever in touch with God, and thus it was as natural for him to pray as it is, was for him to breathe. They gave a quote from Spurgeon, and they said, they said most often if you ask Mr. Spurgeon how was he doing, he would say, it's a wonderful day, and shouldn't we take a moment and thank God for it? That was his response. What's mine? Good. How you doing? Good. How's your day going? Great. His response was, it's a beautiful day, and shouldn't we take a moment and give God praise for it? You know, just as natural as it wasn't worked up, it wasn't forced. And so tonight I want to take just a few minutes and talk about four types of prayer that we can do throughout the day, that we can do in moments um, to pray continually. There, there are four types of prayer that... Um, it says verbalized prayer that we can pray throughout the day. Number one is a prayer of adoration. And we talked about this one the last time that we started this. And we talked about that the prayer of adoration is the prayer from me to God about God. And once again, from the book Prayer by Ian e. Bounds, it says, Those who would learn to pray must first study God's word and store it in their memory and in their thoughts. We can worship God with a prayer of adoration Knowing something about God. I played a song for you last time. It was called, Oh Lord, you're beautiful. 
Your face is all I see. For when your eyes are on this child, your love rains down on me. Just a simple tune. Singing and praising and worshiping God just with a simple, Lord, you're beautiful. God, I praise you because you're God Almighty. Lord, I thank you that there's nothing too hard for you. Matter of fact, if you don't know what to pray there, if you would, turn with me to Exodus 34, and we'll work on a little bit of this. This is called a praise of adoration, a prayer of adoration. It's a prayer from me to God about God. How do you feel about God? Is, is, is he just a supplier? Is he just, a, is he just the source of something when you need something? Or do you, do you see God? You know, you'll, you'll, never, you'll never understand God. You can, only, you can only believe in God with as big as you can see God. If you think God is just the supplier of your electric bill, then, then you'll never be able to believe the Lord for your healing, your deliverance. You have to see God as big enough to be able to supply that need. We all know he's infinite, right? We all know he has all power, all knowledge. We know that in theory, but to really possess that thought to where you can believe that there's really nothing impossible for God is, is a, sometimes a difficult walk. So let's, let's see, as Moses here was talking to God, let's see what God says about himself. Exodus 34 Verses 6 through 7. Let's start with 5. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with Moses there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by beside before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God. These are, things, these are attributes of God. He's merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands forgiven iniquity and transgressions and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children to the third and to the fourth generation. There's, there's many attributes of God right there in those two verses. He's merciful. God, I thank you that you're merciful. I thank you that I don't have to be condemned because you're merciful. I thank you that you're long-suffering, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that you're patient. Just through the day, begin to think about the Lord and just say, God, I thank you that you're a, you're a, you're a faithful God. Begin to sing some of the songs that, that Mike leads us in, you know. Faithful you are. Lord, you're faithful. You are. You are faithful, Lord. And these are praises of adoration. These are things that you can, you can, you can do this driving down the road. You can do this pulling wire. You can do this installing plumbing. You can, you, can, you can do this cutting the grass. You can do this at any time of the day you want. To just take a minute and say, praise God, I love you, Jesus, hallelujah. A prayer of adoration. It didn't have to be hard. It's easy. It's just allowing yourself that opportunity for the Holy Spirit to well up inside of you with a praise and a worship unto God. Pray without ceasing. Sliding between the two just as just easy. Good morning. How are you doing? You know, um, to, me, to me, this is the, the easiest one. Because this is just me telling God what I think about him. Telling God how I see him. Telling God how he is with me. 
just lifting his voice and praising his name, glorifying him with songs and hymns and spiritual songs, giving him praise. I mean, these are the kind of things that are, that are things that, that, are, that, are, that are easy to do, but it's ways that we can praise him and, and continually praying about him every day. Let's look at one other verse here, Psalms 18. Psalms 18. You know, when you have that prayer continually rolling over in you, sometimes you'll raise a hallelujah when you didn't mean to. Sometimes even, I have been standing in the line at Walmart before and all of a sudden just have, the, just have a song go, going through my head and I just start humming it and next thing I know I'm singing it, making up words as I go since I can't remember all of them. And have people turn around and say, you know, what, what are you singing? That's, that's a, I know that song. We used to sing that when I was a kid, you know. What, what are you doing? I'm witnessing. I'm, I'm telling people about Jesus. I'm not handing them a track. I'm not laying my hand on them. But I'm bringing Jesus into that, into that line at Walmart. I'm bringing Jesus into, that, into the soap aisle. Whenever I say, look in there and I say, praise God. I see joy. Lord God, your joy. I see a shout right here, Father, and I'm just going to shout and say hallelujah. Psalm 18, 1 through 3. David, this is written at the end of David's life. This is after he subdued everything. This is after he's won everything. This is after Absalom. This is after he's uh, sacrificed the seven sons of Saul to the Gibeonites. This is, this is at the end of his life right before he turns the kingdom over to Solomon. And let's hear what, Saul, what David's impression of God is whenever he served God all these many years. And now he's at the end of his journey. He said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. This isn't hard. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my deliverer. The Lord is my God. The Lord is my strength in whom I'll trust. The Lord is my buckler the horn of my salvation, my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and so shall I be saved from my enemies. You don't always have to fight every battle, gritting your teeth and pushing your way through. Sometimes you can just begin to give God praises of adoration and he'll destroy the enemy in front of you. He'll take care of it before you. The Bible says in Psalms 59, the Lord will prevent me. You know what that means? That prevent me, that word means that God makes the provision before the need even shows up. Did you hear me? When you get there, it's already taken care of. When you pull up to your campsite at Magnolia Ridge, somebody says, oh yeah, go on in and set up. It's already been paid for. Who paid for it? I don't know, but they, they gave me a check, and it's good. It's, it's paid for. Go set it up. Before the situation even shows up, God's already made a way. My Lord, that's worth worshiping God about. Hallelujah. He's, all, he's my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer, my God, my strength. I'll call upon the Lord, for he's worthy to be praised. That's a prayer of adoration. That's a prayer that glorifies God. I mean, if you're, in the, if you're in the darkest, deepest jungles of, of the Amazon and you're sleeping under a mosquito net with no, no fan and, 
and no air conditioning. And it's raining outside and it's nasty and there's villagers at the door with spears. You can still worship God. There's a book I read called Before We Kill and Eat You. It's a story of a missionary that was in, in um, Liberia. Um, and that's exactly what the story, the highlight of the story is, is he goes to a village of cannibals to get somebody out of that village that's been wrongly accused and, and the Lord told him to go in there and get him. And so he just marches in there like he owns the place, opens the door, grabs the guy and is dragging him out, but they decide they're not going to let him go. And they call a council and they're going to they're gonna pass judgment. He said they brought the chicken and everything. And he knew that if they brought the chicken there, one of us was going to die, either me or the chicken. He knew that. That's, that was their custom. He couldn't understand what they were saying. But in that story, he starts talking about that whenever the witch doctor finished telling him why he should be killed and eaten, he got up not knowing what to say, not able to speak their language, but all of a sudden the Holy Spirit came upon him and for 10 minutes he shouted and praised and jumped and did all kinds of stuff, speaking in tongues for the whole 10 minutes. And when he opened his eyes, their eyes were this big around. And the chicken died that night. And they asked him what they could do for him. And he said, I want to take this person back with him. And they escorted him out of the village. He's worthy to be praised. We can lift our voice unto God. He knows what he's doing. And he is able to do exceeding abundantly. I think that's the best scripture I've ever memorized. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above what I can ask or think. If I've just got a little power inside of me, it's not on him, it's on me. I said, it's not in him, it's on me. It's whether or not I can believe. It's whether or not I can praise. It's whether or not I can lift him up. It's whether or not I can give him glory. It's whether or not I can believe him. If I can believe him, then the Bible says all. And all in the Greek means all. It's pause, P-A-S. It means everything. All things are possible to him that believes. Praise God. A prayer of adoration. The second one is this, a prayer of communication. And that is a prayer from me to God and from God to me. Now, I know if you tell people God talks to you, they think you're psychotic. But I'm going to tell you right now, God talks to everybody on this planet. Everybody is born with a conscience. The Bible says every man's got enough faith to get saved. Every man, when he hears the gospel of Christ, unless this book's wrong, and I don't think it is, every man's got enough faith to get saved. Every man realizes he's in need of a Savior. And so every man has a conscience, and they know right from wrong. And that's, that's the speaking of God to every man. So every man is spoken to by God through his spirit. And one of the compartments of the spirit is the conscience. So every man hears God. But we as Christians can speak to God about situations. And we can have God speak to us. And that can happen to you driving down the road. That can happen to you when you're outside raking leaves. That can happen to you anywhere. I told you the story and I'm going to tell you again. I've I, I read Psalms 118 that said, I shall live and not die and proclaim the word of the Lord. And I thought that word was for Murphy Martin. And I told Kathy that day, I said, Kathy, 
They've erected a monument to a dead man, and all they're going to do is erect, erect a monument to a guy that's going to be healed of cancer. That's what I felt like after I read that verse. I, my spirit jumped. I just knew God was going to heal him. I rejoiced in the Lord. I was so excited to hear the news that he'd been healed. And guess that what the news I heard was? He passed. <laughs> he died. And that, that broke my heart because I just knew he was going to be healed. And I said, God, I don't understand this. And so while I was outside cutting grass, that's back when I had a push mower. When I was out there cutting grass, I was praying me a prayer of communication right there pushing that lawnmower. And I was saying, God, I just knew your Holy Spirit was going to heal him. And I heard the Lord said, anytime you pray in faith believing, you're going to feel like that. Because I did heal him. But the healing belongs to me. The method belongs to me. The faith belonged to you. And you believed. And I, I accepted that faith. And your faith was healing faith. But the method that I chose was mine. That's the first thing he told me. And as I kept cutting the grass and I kept praying and I kept talking to the Lord, sweat dripping down the sides of my head, <laughs> I asked the Lord, Lord, why did, he, why, did we, why did you make this decision? Why did he die? Why did he die? And as I was cutting the grass, the Lord told me, there's three couples in that, and they're going to be, there's one lady, there's one young lady that's going to be in that church who's, who's, who's apart from her father, and they're going to get back together today because they're going to see a daughter's love for her dad. There's three couples in that church that are on the verge of, that are going to be at that church that are on the verge of divorce, and they're going to re reconcile their marriages because they see the love that a woman has for a man. And there's going to be people in that church today who have said they will never darken the doors of a church again that are going to come in there one more time to honor a man and they're going to hear my message one more time. He said, that's why he died. God's not afraid to answer my questions. Now, you put your hand on your hip and you say, I want to know. You might as well sit down because you're going to time out. And if you think I'm joking, read the book of Habakkuk. He says, Lord, you're too good to do this kind of stuff. What are you doing? And then the, the next chapter says, I waited patiently on the Lord. <laughs> he was in timeout. <laughs> you asked the right way, and God will answer your request. He's not afraid of your question. I know people have told me, well, you're not supposed to question God. And I'm not questioning him. I just want to know. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 29, 29, that the revealed things belong to me, but the secret things belong to God. But God's not afraid to reveal those secrets to me in time when it's the right time and the right season. But that prayer of communication that I pray to God, I can pray all day long. I can, I can pray and hear his voice and we can have a conversation all day long as part of a prayer. So it says, um, this prayer is not a prayer that's quick or carelessly made. It requires time for the conversation to occur. We pray to God and listen for his response in our spirit. And that's a quote from a, from a lady evangelist named Martha Tennyson. Uh, it was a women's district gathering, and she made that statement. Um, let's look at one verse real quick, and then we'll close for tonight. We'll pick up here. Are, are y'all liking this? I, I'm, enjoy, I'm enjoying the snot out of this. I, I, hope, you, I hope I'm not the only one. <laughs> so, Second uh, Samuel, I probably shouldn't have said snot. Because we're on TV. But uh, 2 Samuel 5, 17 through 25. This is whenever David had just become king and the Philistines come 
to destroy him. He says, but when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. For David heard of it and went down to the hold, and the Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephidim. And David inquired of the Lord. Listen to that. David inquired of the Lord. What is this? It's a prayer of communication. David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up? Will I deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtlessly deliver the Philistines into thy hand. And David came to Baal, Pirzim, and David smote them there and said, The Lord has broken forth across my enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal, Pirzim. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. And the Philistines came back again. And they spread themselves again in the valley of Rephidim. And when David inquired, did you hear that? Inquired of the Lord, the Lord said, thou shalt not go up. So the Lord said, this time don't go up. Well, what should I do, Lord? Fetch a compass behind them and come up over them against the mulberry trees and let it be when you hear the sound of going in the tops of the mulberry trees, then thou shalt bestir thyself and then the Lord shall go up before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded him, and he smote the Philistines from Gibeah unto Gezer. A prayer of communication. Lord, should I buy this car? Lord, should I buy this refrigerator? Or should I buy a cheaper one? Lord, should I get this? Should I do this? You know, a prayer of communication. You can offer those up all day long. And talk to the Lord and minister to him. A prayer of adoration, lifting him up. Glory, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The more I adore the Lord, the bigger he becomes in my sight. The more I praise him, the bigger he seems to be. The more I glorify him, the more he inhabits me. And then whenever I get to that place, hallowed be thy name. When I get to that spot, then I can begin to have a prayer of communication. Where I begin to speak to the Lord and he begins to speak to me. A prayer of communication may not always be quick. It, you may pray the prayer. You may, not, you may not hear anything for a day, a week. I don't know. But the Lord will always answer. He always answers. He's not afraid of our questions. So there's two prayers. We'll finish the other two next time. Ways that we can verbalize prayers throughout the day and pray without ceasing. Amen. Anybody have any questions or comments or stories? Yes, sir. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're a lot prosper. You're a lot more prosperous hit than I am. I'm only a buck. <laughs> For five dollars, they get anointed with oil too. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I had to learn in, in praying like that, I had to learn that the, the results belong to the Lord. The results belong to the Lord because I know it touches their hearts. God wouldn't have brought them to me if, if they didn't need something. And so, anyway. Okay, anybody else? Stand with me tonight if you would. We can, dis we can dismiss. Thank you all for walking to the back. I hope you enjoyed that. I, I've just had a big time tonight. I think this has been... <laughs> One of the better Wednesday nights. I mean, I've, I've just enjoyed this whole thing. It's just been fun. So, anybody else tonight?
Uh-huh. Yeah. There's lots of mornings I hear Kathy get up and say, Father, thank you for such a great husband you've given me. Such a blessing to my family. Thank you, Lord. Some mornings she lays her hands on me. Some mornings she lays her hands on me and says, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I'm dreaming. <laughs> I'm trying to plant a seed here, baby. Trying to plant a seed. Hoping to reap a harvest. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, for this service tonight. God, you've been so real, so precious, so personal. Thank you for times of refreshing, God. Thank you for the great words that you spoke tonight, Lord. Thank you for the music that's been lifted up. Thank you for the blessing, Lord God, of the building in the back, oh God, that we're building for your glory, Lord God. And, and we're building it, oh God, to receive the harvest that we know is coming, Father. We receive that tonight, Almighty God. We're building it in anticipation, in expectation, Lord God, of the words that you have spoken in this assembly, Lord. And now we pray, Almighty God, help us, Lord God, tomorrow to begin to be more uh, conscious, Lord God, that we're praising you throughout the days, that we're lifting our voice unto you, that we're praying continually, Lord God. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you Sunday morning. I do too. <laughs>